Let me tell you about VidAngel. I love a good movie. I love TV. Uh, I cannot watch TV. We can't find anything that we can watch together as a family. Nothing. That's where VidAngel comes in. Pat's been an early adapter of VidAngel for years. 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 Yeah. Yeah, I I can't live without it now. It's just so great because it opens it opens up the whole world of movies and entertainment to you. If you if you don't normally do R-rated movies, such a great way to go. Now, when you uh have you have you put in the filters at the maximum yet and tried to watch like the Sopranos? Yeah, the, the Sopranos. Sopranos. It's, it's like about four, four and a half seconds. Yeah, it's about four and a half seconds long. It's great. <laughs> anyway, um, you decide what is good for your family and what's not. VidAngelBeck.com. Use the promo code BECK1. You'll try VidAngel for a month for only a buck. Choose from over 2,500 movies, 11,000 TV episodes with new ones added every week, and it's only a buck. Trust me, VidAngel will make your TV experience much better. program i want to start this hour with something positive i want to start with something i've been you know i have all of the uh, networks up here on the screens in front of me and i have not seen msnbc or cnn play this once so i thought just to make up for it this is the olympic wrestler from the united states tamra mensa's stock listen to what she said yesterday after winning the gold even move my feet like I just leave it in his hands and I pray that all the practice that the hell that my freaking coaches put me through pays off and every single time it does and I get better and better and it's so weird that there is no cap to the limit that I can do and I'm I'm excited to see what what I have next last question for you that American flag around your shoulders looks pretty good how does that feel to represent your country like this it feels amazing I love representing the U.S. I freaking love living there. I love it, and I'm so happy I get to represent U.S.A. <laughs> so love it. How great well is said, that? Congratulations. Awesome. Enjoy that gold, and we'll see you out there on the podium, okay? Thank you. I'll try not to cry. <laughs> it's so unbelievable to see somebody, after all the bashing, somebody wrapping themselves in the flag and being happy. Mm-hmm to live in the United States of America. The Glenn Beck Program. So the Federal Housing Finance Agency has decided to eliminate a major refinance fee. Hmm. That means your next refi could be even cheaper. You essentially you save $500 on every $100,000 borrowed. Now, when you pair that with the historically low interest rates we've been seeing, it is hard not to think it's a good idea to give American Financing a call and get a free mortgage review. There's no obligation, no pressure, no upfront or hidden fees. Just a simple conversation about your current loan and options that could fit you better. Imagine walking away from that $1,000 a month in savings. And you could. Or you could walk away with that savings. 
The market is in your favor when it comes to home financing right now. It might not be that way for very long. By the way, on tomorrow's program, I'm going to tell you all about the coming social credit system that is being folded into America right now. Trust me, you want to get a, in a, a loan now. You want to get a new mortgage right now. You go to American Financing, they can help you. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Yesterday on the program, I spent uh, this time, 20 minutes, talking about an article that I read in The Federalist, and I wanted to get the author on his name is spencer lindquist he's a college student from pepperdine university and an intern at the federalist and he wrote a fantastic column that i think everyone should read the left has a pedophilia problem and it's out in the open let's go to uh spencer hi spencer hi thank you for having me on today you bet um i i i, I found your um uh article not just fascinating, but incredibly brave. Uh, you're exposing things that the left does. I mean, it is part of their religion. I really, truly believe it's part of their religion, and they don't want it discussed the way you did. Well, thank you. That's absolutely right. And what we're seeing right now is that the left's ideology is completely devoid of any form of limiting principle. So they have degraded the sexual ethic of our country and of our civilization ever since the sexual revolution. And right now, the latest casualty in that revolution is going to be the innocence of children uh, if the right does not put a stop to this. So let me ask, Spencer, is there anything more degrading than that? I mean, I think we're at the bottom of the slippery slope, the one that they said didn't exist. I think this, uh, it's turning out that the slope is uh, less of a slope and more of a cliff. Yeah. Uh, and we are tumbling down to that breakneck speed. And the way that we are seeing this attempt to normalize pedophilia, I mean, we're seeing this. And there's a New York Times article the other day that referred to the rape of a 13-year-old as trading sex. This is a homeless 13-year-old. Uh, and, and this was referred to as trading sex. Uh, I've had conversations with people uh, through my work with my YouTube channel called The Pendulum, where people have told me at Pride Parade that they are, quote, down for the kink with kids. Uh, we are seeing, we are seeing horrible, horrible pushes to normalize pedophilia from outlets like New York Times, The Washington Post, Vice. Uh, this is a coordinated push, and this is a top-down push from elite interests in our society. I'm just looking at the uh, articles from Vice. Are they the worst offender of this? Because there's, what, 10 articles here. This eight-year-old drag queen doesn't care what the haters say. Photos of the fabulous kids of RuPaul's drag convention. Meet the child stars of the controversial new wave of drag. A pedophile opens up about being targeted by vigilantes. A child rape victim on why society should be more empathetic to pedophiles. Most child sex abusers are not pedophiles, experts say. I spent a year with a non-offending pedophile. I mean... How about this one? The current misconception is that every pedophile is a child molester, and if they're not, it's just a matter of time. It's important to show the world that that is just not the case. Those are all from Vice. And in one of those articles, they were discussing the, the idea of, of non-offending pedophiles. And one of the pedophiles who they cited in that piece had actually been a foster parent and had been accused of raping a young girl. 
So what they are doing is not only irresponsible because they are well aware of the consequences. And this is not about tolerance or acceptance or love is love. Those are all rhetorical tools that are being used to advocate for the normalization of pedophilia. And if weak conservatives grant them that frame that this is about tolerance and acceptance, then we are not going to do the exact thing that conservatives are tasked with doing. If we cannot conserve the innocence of youth, we have no business calling ourselves conservatives in the first place. I don't know. I don't know what's happening to my fellow Americans. Um, All this stuff is going on and we don't seem to do anything about it. We're just starting to, I guess, accept it as inevitable. I think what we what we have to realize as a country is that these small bites that have been taken out of uh, out of our, our ethics, out of our uh, out of our belief in, in, in really just basic decency, um, let alone let alone religious faith, um, and the wave of secularization is that these small bites will never stop, and one day we will wake up and we'll see exactly what's going on right now happening on an even larger scale. I mean, we have academics in Ivy League institutions. There is a, an associate professor named Joe Fischel. And he, in a piece called Keep Pride Nude, he argued that children should be exposed to adult nudity, to indecent exposure at pride parades. So we are seeing this from some of the most powerful institutions in our society, from powerful media outlets like the Washington Post and the New York Times to the premier academic institutions like Yale, Ivy League institutions. And we need to understand that this is a top-down push. The American people do not want this. There is no grassroots desire for this. This is something that has been foisted on us by the elites in our country, and it seems that they have some sort of vested interest in quickly normalizing pedophilia. As the GQ writer over in the UK, someone needs to create porn for children. Hear me out. Young teens are already watching porn, but they're finding hardcore aggressive videos that give terrible view of sex. They need entry-level porn, a softcore site where everyone asks for consent and no one gets choked. Absolutely, absolutely disgusting. And uh, the one thing I think that we can be thankful about is that they are so out in the open about this. They are so out in the open. They, they have become emboldened, uh, and, and they believe that this is something that the American people are going to accept. Uh, but what it is, is it's a humiliation ritual, quite frankly, because they think that if we'll accept this, then what won't we accept? What agenda will we not accept if the degradation of our youth is allowed to continue? I, I don't think there's been a time in American history where the youth have been uh, in more danger than right now. You send them to school where they're supposed to be taught the things that we all supposedly believe in. They're taught to hate their country. They're taught to either uh, say they can't make it because they're uh, not white or if they are white, that they are responsible and should be guilty all the time. Uh, then they get they get online uh, and they can they can see and engage in anything. Pedophiles are now openly coming out and we are being the society is being numbed to the point to where we're not standing up uh, about this. And I have to tell you, I just. I mean, I don't. Can you think of a time in American history, any time in American history, where our children were in this much danger? None whatsoever. I can't think of any time in our history that that children have been in so much danger. And, and quite frankly, what we need to do, and one of the first steps of the solution, is to cast off any form of belief that the insults or the framing that the left uses is legitimate or in good faith in the slightest, because it isn't. When you're called a homophobe or a bigot. 
you have to understand that these are buzzwords that are used to try and threaten your livelihood, threaten your career, threaten your reputation. But there's a whole lot more at risk than just our reputations or our careers. The future of our country is at risk. The innocence of America's children is at risk. And if we don't stand up for that, then we have, once again, we have, we have no business calling ourselves conservatives. So- this is one of defining fights of our time. Um, one of the things in your article that I was not aware of was the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus. And they performed a song with, I thought, pretty revealing lyrics. You think we'll corrupt your kids if our agenda goes unchecked? Fine. Just this once, you're correct. Then they followed up with, we'll convert your children happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly, and you'll barely notice it. Now, they say that this is a joke, but I think the left always does this. They'll say, this was just an academic paper, or this was a joke. But in this case, you seem to prevent, uh, pr- uh, present evidence that it is definitely not a joke, at least to a lot of people in this choir. It very much seems that it is not a joke in the slightest. The two people... Uh, that that actually wrote this song. They recently uh, they recently wrote a play that's all about Bachabazi, which translates to boy play, uh, and that is a, a a very very disgusting disgusting tradition uh, in certain areas of the Middle East. Uh, where can you can you young- can you without becoming graphic explain what that is? Uh, so Bachabazi translates to boy boy play, and um, essentially there are young young boys who are groomed. Um, for to to dance for men, and, and it goes farther than just dancing. Um, but they've, they've built an entire play around this, and then these are the people who are who are writing this song, and we're supposed to believe that this is just a joke. This is not a joke. This is not a joke. And there is a consistent trend of this happening in society. So once they got called out on it, they tried to walk it back. We cannot let them walk it back. This is disgusting. We have to call it out for what it is. So, who is who is the main source? Who should we be? Um, looking at uh, to, I don't know, boycott, speak out. What what should we do? Because it doesn't seem like anybody in Washington is doing anything about anything. The first thing that we have to do is for all the parents out there, you have to understand that your children's mind, uh, your children's safety, your children's future is at risk. And our first responsibility is, is to, to our youth uh, and, and to defending the youth in your life who you have the ability to guide and protect. Uh, and past that, there is no way around this other than to engage in, in social shaming. Uh, people who say that we should be sexualizing children, uh, they should have no seat at the table. If, there, if there's any, any uh, use for cancel culture, it is for people who are pushing for the normalization of pedophilia. This is completely intolerable and has to be treated as such. Why do you feel so passionately about this? I mean, you know, there's a there's a ton of things going on and you don't hear a lot of people talking about this. Is it just because nobody's talking about it? That really is a huge part of why I'm so passionate about this. And also it, it's just about, um, I mean, what, what, what do we want our future society to look like? Right. The people who are going to shape our society are the young men and women, young you know, boys and girls who will eventually be the men and women who lead this country. Uh, and if we allow the left to to poison them, uh, whether through uh, things of a sexual nature, uh, like I discussed in, in my article or through critical race theory that teaches them to hate themselves and each other. If we allow the youth 
uh, to be completely captivated and controlled by the left, we have a very dark future ahead of us. If we do not defend them, then everything else, every policy disagreement mm-hmm. is completely erupt. Uh, You are chief of staff of the California College Republicans. Um, Just a real quick comment on how you think things are going to work out with Gavin Newsom. And uh, I saw the poll numbers today. Uh, It looks like it's getting very, very close. And one Republican seems to be standing out. Well, the California College Republicans, uh, our board just unanimously voted to endorse Larry Elder. Uh, So I'm very, very excited for his campaign. And the California College Republicans are very, very excited to to take a role in supporting him. Uh, Newsom has absolutely his administration has been a train wreck for California, and we've seen a state that is already that is already been struggling, um, just absolutely, absolutely decline it, it at a breakneck pace. Uh, I've, I've seen San Francisco, and if you look at it, when I was a child, when I went there on family day trips, uh, versus now, um, it, it has gotten immeasurably worse, and. The Newsom administration is largely responsible for a lot of the decline that we've seen in recent years. Mm. Spencer, thank you so much. God bless. Keep up the good work. An intern at the Federalist, college student at Pepperdine, Spencer Lindquist. Portions of this program today brought to you by new Woca-Cola. We taught the world to sing in perfect harmony. Just drink Coke, the road to obesity. We sell drinks, badass smoke. China is our labor supplier that drives our stock price even higher. What the world knows today, obesity won't go away. Christy lives in Texas. She writes in about her dog's experience with Rough Green. She says, my dog is 16 years old, and a while back, she just quit eating her food and started losing weight rapidly. The vet was not happy with me. Let's put it that way. So I thought we'd better give her Rough Greens a try. See if it would help her with her appetite. Guess what? After a week, she's back to eating again, and I can tell you she's starting to gain weight again. Thanks so much for telling me about Rough Greens. I love what it's done. Christy, I can totally relate to you with the, uh, uh, with the vet saying, you got to feed the dog more. And we're like, we're trying. He won't eat. Exactly the same thing with my dog, Uno. Rough Greens is not a dog food. It's something you put on the dog food. It's a supplement filled with all the things that make your dog healthier and happier. You can get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog just to try out. Make sure that they like it. You'll get a little bag of uh, tryout for, you know, a few days. All you pay is the shipping on that. You get roughgreens.com slash back. You go there, you order that bag or... If you're pretty sure your dog will like it, just order a a big bag and you will see in the next couple of months a huge change in your dog. 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-GLEN-33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. 10 seconds. Station ID. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. Andrew Cuomo, have you seen the video that he put out with all of the pictures of him kissing people? Yeah. This guy yeah. is not going to give up. No. Oh, he's he's categorically said that he's not going to resign. I don't think he is. He's he's taken that stand the whole time and he's serious about it. And why not? I mean, Democrat, the D gives you all kinds of immunity to scandal. People can just you, don't care. Can you imagine if this would Donald Trump? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. This is everything they accused him of. Yeah. This is everything they accused Kavanaugh of, except mm-hmm. times 11. Right. You know, Kavanaugh was one. And it wasn't 30 or 40 years ago. It's been in the last 12 months. Yeah. It's been all kinds of things going on this year. So, yeah, if he if he rides this out, uh, I don't I don't know what it takes to is it, dislodge is it a Democrat or or just a lifetime of getting away with it. Probably, yeah. The second, I think, a lifetime of getting away with it. And why not? He knows he knows he can always claim, ah, that's just an Italian thing. We just do that. That's what I do. That's what I do. It's I don't mean anything Italian... sexual by it. No, it's not. There, there's a huge difference between that and you know, and and placing your hand on the buttocks of a girl You're and right. rubbing it, yeah. and then saying, you know, hey, I like my girls to like violence. Uh, how you doing? Uh, you know, all the things that he did that are, you know, you don't. He doesn't. He didn't that I know of greet Bill Clinton or George W. Bush by putting his hand under their shirts and cupping his breast. No, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- that's the difference. He's mm-hmm. con- conflating this, hey, I kiss everybody's cheek. Yeah, that's not what the report said you were doing. No. Okay? Uh, and the problem here is, is this goes again to one of the the I think the the strongest thing people are feeling right now is no one pays for their sins. Mm-hmm. No one pays for it. Uh, I mean, you'll pay for it, but if you're in the right crowd, you don't ever pay for your sins, and that leads uh, a country to a very dark place. You either become a corrupt society and you become like Mexico, where thugs are in charge. Or the people push back, and uh, and it, it's not a good transition. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, over the years, people come up to me all the time. They say, hey, good looking. What you got cooking? And uh, hmm. no, I mean, really? that's, yeah. It's a thing? Yeah. Hmm. yeah, and back before I had rec tech, uh, they usually followed the question with, Oh my gosh, whatever it is, it smells like it's burning your house down. And uh and that's what I was cooking. Usually some a charcoal is what it came out as. It started out as, out as meat and would come out as uh well a lot smaller and a lot of charcoal. That's why I got Rectech. The smart techno- technology takes over the job of cooking for me in the sense that it monitors its own temperature. It adjusts as necessary. It tells me when it's perfect and delicious. I haven't set anything on fire. You don't know what an accomplishment that is at my house. Rectech. 
You can follow them on social media or uh, get their newsletter. Just go to Rectech with a Q at the end. But AB compare these things. There is there is nothing like it on the market. Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. Hey, check out my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, every weekday, 7 to 9 Eastern, or anytime and anywhere you get your podcasts. New Emerson College poll inside California politics. Would you vote to recall or remove or keep Governor Newsom? Vote to recall... 46 percent that's up vote to keep governor newsom 48 and undecided six that is three percentage points uh up since july uh and the gain is coming from voters who said i just i don't know the last month's poll was nine percent of voters um that were undecided and um the vote to recall was at 43 Now, he has lost support from Hispanic voters. 54% of Hispanic respondents say they would vote to recall. It is the only racial group responding in favor of the recall. The majority of black respondents and Asian respondents wish to keep Newsom. Why? He's done such a bad job. He's been so bad for California. He's hell-bent on destroying the state, I'm pretty convinced. White respondents are split at 48% in favor of recalling Newsom, 49% in favor of keeping him. You know, it is, they openly say that California is the model for the White House. (laughs) I mean, how do you, how do you say things like this without expecting people to go, oh, okay, yeah, sure, well, you're trying to destroy the country. I I think just because we're in such a crazy place that people are just, used to crazy yeah i mean we uh, the new mexico supreme court just found that gas stations can be held liable for selling gas to intoxicated drivers now how are you gonna how often do you even interact with the convenience store clerk when you get gas you pull up you pay for it at the pump and you move on is a clerk supposed to do anything about that even if you come inside they're supposed to be able to ascertain whether or not you're fit to drive and not sell you gas. I mean, if you're sloppy drunk, too, a lot of drunks get really mean. Yes. What do you mean? I'm not going to you're not going to sell me gas. I want gas. Damn it. I mean, yeah, that now that puts that person in danger. Here's what you do. It's called common sense. You see somebody who's coming in and filling up his gas tank that should not be driving and they're absolutely sloppy drunk. Call 911. Hey, I'm at the gas station. This guy just pulled off. He's coming in to get gas. Here's his license plate. Here's his car. He's still here if Mm -hmm. you're around. Otherwise, look for him here. That's what you do. It's not your responsibility at all. Bad. Crazy town. It's just, uh, I mean, how often do you, you've got, you've got a store clerk there who probably has other customers too. So even if they come in and they, you know, get something to eat or whatever, it's not even about selling them alcohol. It's about selling them gas and you've got all these customers and you're supposed to be able to figure out if he should get gas or not. 
Well, maybe it's the, impossible. Maybe the person who's working at the gas station shouldn't, you know, go to jail or pay a fine. Maybe that we should just lower their social credit score. Okay, yeah, just make it so that they can't go to the restaurant of their choice yeah. or go to a a baseball game. Right. Yeah, they can't participate in society. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. Uh, China's is, got it right. Oh yeah, they do. They yeah. do. So what's happening in China is coming here. Um, it's it's already happening. Listen to this. Go to the uh, go. Just Google Southern Poverty Law Center. Uh, most dangerous extremists. American extremists. See what comes up. Last week, PayPal announced a partnership with the Southern Poverty Law Center to investigate the role of white supremacists and propagators of anti-government rhetoric. PayPal says the collected information will be shared with other financial firms and politicians. Facebook is taking similar measures, recently introducing messages that ask users to snitch on the potentially extreme friends which, considering the platform's bias, seems to mainly target the political right. At the same time, Facebook and Microsoft are working with several other web giants and the United Nations on a database to block potential extremist content. Do you have the list from Southern Poverty Law Center? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one on the list. Uh, I don't. Maybe this is just alphabetical. Uh, Alex Jones is at the top. Alex Jones. Then you got Alex Linder, who is... Who is he? A premier neo-Nazi, uh, apparently. Okay, so Alex from Jones. The National Alliance. Alex Jones mm-hmm. is ahead of, of a Alex neo-Nazi. Linder. Yeah. Okay. Andrew Anglin. So I'm, this is obviously uh, alphabetical. He is a neo-Nazi daily stormer yeah, okay. on, from that website. Neo-Nazi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we've got Andrew Weave Orenheimer, an internet troll and hacker. Okay. Okay, he's with 4chan. Okay. April Gady, she's a mother and promoter of the tonally challenged twins Lynx and Lamb, whose Prussian blue was for a time hot on the white nationalist circuit. So she's a mother who promoted some act, and they don't like the act? I don't know. Then we got Arthur Jensen, Mm -hmm. uh, August Kreese. I'm not on the list anymore. You're not yet. Well, let me let me scroll down. Well, if it's also alphabetical. Yeah, I'm David Barton on their top 10. David Barton's still there. David Barton's still there. David. uh, He's listed right above David Duke. Uh, So he's got that going. for That's unbelievable. Just David. But David Barton was number three on their top 10. Yeah. And I was and I was number four. And I was a little upset that David beat me. But, you know. (laughs) Well, he's he's been doing it longer. So now he's, David Barton yeah. is on the list for PayPal. PayPal. David Barton what? is one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Has not an ounce of hate in him. He is literally the most Christ-like person I think I know. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. He is just so yeah. Christ-like and doesn't hate anybody. We'll talk to anybody. And when you say, I don't think that's right, David, he'll say to you, well, this is my information. What do you have? Do you, I mean, because I'm willing to correct it if it's wrong. He's always like that. 
You must be slipping, Glenn. I don't see you on the list. Thank goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness I'm not on that list anymore because I wouldn't be able to use PayPal soon. Or since they are putting that, that partnership with the left-wing Southern Poverty Law Center. This thing is, remember, wasn't it Southern Poverty Law Center that was run by a pedophile or a, yeah, a guy who mm-hmm. was, yeah, a guy who was propositioning uh young boys not real young but like right. 18 <laughs> um so uh so you know they got a lot of credibility uh southern poverty law center they are investigating the role of white supremacists and propagators of anti-government rhetoric what does that mean what is anti-government rhetoric because i don't see anyone on that list correct me if i'm wrong do you find any Antifa? Not so far. Not so far. Yeah, no. you won't. That's anti-government rhetoric. The rhetoric mm-hmm. of of Richard Spencer of the Nazi Party and is the same rhetoric as Antifa. They don't believe in the Constitution. They want it destroyed. I have a right to question my government. And I have a right to make sure my government is following the Constitution. I'm not anti-government. I'm anti-corrupt government. Again, PayPal says the collected information will be shared with other financial firms and politicians. Why would they share it with politicians? And are they going to base this on who's on the Southern Poverty Law Center list? Is that where it will be uh, announced a partnership with the left wing Southern Poverty Law Center to investigate the role of white supremacists and propagators of anti-government rhetoric, subjective labels that potentially could impact a large number of group or people using their services? I mean, we are here, gang. Remember, you said not probably you, but a lot of your friends said, I don't have to worry about I don't care if they snoop on everything I have because I don't have anything to worry about. I'm not doing anything wrong. And mm-hmm. we said to you, there is going to come a time when you will no longer be defining what is wrong. And if they have access to everything, even the access to everything that you don't have access to. Remember, they can take your entire web history And they can tie things together that you would never tie together. Tie them together. You can't defend it because you don't have all of that information. They have information on you. Meanwhile, uh, Alexa and all the others are listening to your conversations at home. Have you ever said anything that might be construed as anti-government? Of course you have. Everybody has left and right. You just better be sure you set these systems up. The left better be sure that they have control of the government. Because once you have these systems, no one is going to let them go. No one will let them go. It will take another George Washington to let them go. You really think that anyone on the Republican side is going to say, no, we've got to get rid of all of this stuff. When they have information on everybody, why isn't they? Why is no one, no one going after the N- uh, the NSA for all the snooping that they're doing? Why is no one going after you know um, the FISA courts? 
and the FBI for the Mm. vast abuse. Because people who are in power, you know, wouldn't mind a little help from here, you know, here and there. We, We are. We are so close to that Black Mirror episode of a social credit score. You ever see that? No. Oh, watch. Watch that, Pat. It's phenomenal. It is exactly. Is it based on the Chinese uh, model? Yeah. Yeah. But it's here in America. Mm. And uh, it shows this woman who has a great credit score. And she's happy to everybody. She treats everybody. She talks to the right people, doesn't talk to the wrong people because she's always being tracked. She has a good credit score and she's trying to get a new house and an upgrade, but she needs a little higher credit score to be able to get that loan. Something goes wrong in her life and her credit score takes a dive. And by the end, she can't do anything. She can't rent a car. She can't do anything. That's what oh, we're headed for. Oh, we're, I think we've arrived at that destination. When you see all the things that you're cut off from with Twitter and, and Instagram and oh, Facebook wait. and all that stuff. Wait until they have the U.S. dollar. Digital U.S. dollar. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to talk about this a little bit tomorrow. If you don't know what the DUSD is, uh, it's definitely not the mark of the beast definitely oh it's not so we don't need to worry we don't have to worry about that Uh, but it is absolute control on your entire life and tracking of your entire life we'll have that on tomorrow's broadcast i don't know if you've been paying attention in the past year or so but car repairs already expensive as it was but uh they've shot through the roof have you seen the the price of a used car now just went up $7,000. $7,000. In like a month? Yeah. It's, I mean, what is happening? $7,000 more for a new car. That's uh, only seven times the amount I paid for my first used car. Um, taking care of a covered repair with CarShield's administrators, incredibly easy. They'll handle all the paperwork. They pay all the bills. They don't go through you. They go right directly to the mechanic. You don't have to worry about the expensive payments. You can literally end up saving thousands of dollars. I have. CarShield, you pick the mechanic. They do the rest. Have your own personal team of auto repair problem solvers when you have CarShield. Plans from CarShield provide coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental coverage, and trip reimbursement, all at no additional cost. They cover and help over a million drivers already and they can help you you'll find the um, you'll find the best coverage for you at the affordable price that fits your budget by going to car share uh, sorry carshield.com slash beck that's carshield.com slash beck you'll save 10 percent now carshield.com slash beck deductible may apply So, uh, I'm just getting ready to go to do the rest of my day, and uh, the employee mocking has begun. Uh, Jeffy just uh, walked in just with a situation to... like you have, Glenn. He's got, He's got a paper towel. Uh, a roll a of roll paper of towels uh, on his forehead. Yeah. Couldn't then, move the surgery, Glenn, just like yeah, you. I yeah. tried. 
Man, I told the doc, hey, can't we do this on a Friday? Yeah. And he was like, oh, no, no. Uh, Who do you think you are, Glenn? So you're, uh, so you're mocking here, Jeffy, is what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, that's just wrong, Jeffy. That's not uh, yeah. funny. Uh-huh. I just don't want you to feel alone. Uh, no, yeah, I don't we're, feel alone. We're with alone. you 100%. No, I... See, what I don't, he's doing I don't. Is, is saying this that you look ridiculous. That's yeah, what he's so I'm saying. very well yeah, aware of yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, if it were my choice, I wouldn't be here today looking ridiculous. Or tomorrow looking ridiculous. Right. But uh, that's but, not really my not, not really no. my choice. But thank you, Jeff. You're welcome. Yeah, You're I welcome. remember when you were in the hospital with a heart attack. <laughs> Me going to your bedside just eating French fries and going, so you can't eat fries anymore, huh? <laughs> Sucks to be you. Would you like? Oh, no, I shouldn't offer these. These are delicious. There's they're parmesan parmesan french fries <laughs> Just don't want thank to feel you alone. yeah no it's i appreciate okay. it Jeff. get the you. hell out of it it was a nice gesture thank you uh, it was it, it was, was a really nice gesture. i mean gesture. you're always there for me you're always there for i me. am yeah you are you jerk all right if you don't know what we're talking about it's because you don't have blaze tv right uh, but i had uh but he's got rolls of Paper towels some, taped to his head. I had some uh, minor <laughs> surgery today, all over my or yesterday, all over my face for uh, for cancer, and uh, and not that it's not a good look because no, it is. It covers clearly. most of my face. Yeah. My wife was like, "You're yeah. almost attractive to me." <laughs> almost, <laughs> almost, almost. <laughs> all right, we will uh, we'll see you tomorrow tonight. Our special Wednesday night special is on COVID. This is the Glenn Beck Program.